Hi, and welcome to episode number 62 of Basha's Thoughts. Lately, I've been thinking about something that happened seven years ago when I was writing the book The Devil is in the Structure. This is a book about the devil not being in the details, but in the structure itself, because it tends to be the structure of so many different things, so many different types of structures that actually decide what is most likely going to be the outcome of whatever it is that is going on. So when you have a structure that is evolving it in time, it doesn't even have to be an intelligent structure that is aware of itself. Not at all. But if we are involved in such a structure, we will often become agents for it. And such a structure becomes something um, of a floor that is leaning. And uh, on a leaning floor, it is technically possible to go anywhere you want, but it's just going to be so much more difficult to always move in the direction that is upwards. And everything will tend to be flowing downwards. It's like a river that is flowing downstream, and when you're in that river, in that system, you will tend to be moving in that direction, unless you really put some effort into trying to move upstream, or even just across, will be much more difficult. So, when we have structures like these, these structures are interesting to try to understand, because whatever their way of looking at things is, is going to become how we will tend to look upon things. It's as if it were making everything into itself, or whatever it is that it is trying to make. One kind of such structure is the structure of capitalism that we have in the world, and that dynamics very much changes how we look upon things. Maybe we should take an example. Let's look at nature. If we take the look of some more indigenous people, when we look at nature we might see connection to ancestry. We might see this is our home. We might look at it and see this is our healer. This is where we have all of the medicines. This is our identity. This is our sustainer. This is our food. Nature is espirited. It is sacred. It is a source of knowledge. It is so much more. You have all of these views, and they comprise nature. Over time, as capitalism has been working, as one of the systems that we have had, our view becomes more that of capitalism. When seen through the eyes of capitalism, we look at nature and we see resource. It is something that could be our property. It is capital, something that can be turned into something that we can sell. 
So nature becomes very much reduced to capital. And the other nuances tend to disappear. And the thing with the leaning floor is that if your view does not agree with the view of the system, then we will try to find ways of eliminating you. It's not necessary to have an evil person behind everything who is pulling the strings. Instead, the system doesn't even be, have to be self-aware, but the leaning floor will make sure that people come down and people will be acting as agents of that system. And those who work for the system will be rewarded. Those who work against the system, those who criticize it, those who say, let's look at nature sacred, or the healer, will be silenced, and their voices will not be spread within that system. And so it becomes very interesting to try to figure out what kinds of systems are actually working around me? What kinds of system do I actually want to support? And if this system that I'm kind of liking, if it were to grow and become really big, and everyone were to start looking through the eyes of it, would that be something that I would be interested in, that I would really find beneficial for all, or not so much? So one type of very fundamental idea that we have is that our systems are based around separation, where we are all separated. And beyond being separated, we are in competition with each other. It's a capitalist type of dynamics where we have to defend ourselves, fight. It is something that is based around violence and games of power. These types of systems have prevailed and we are <laughs> the winners of them, the outcome. And so a question could be, what would be interesting to see? Well, for one, we know that the system that we're living in is a system that is coming to its end. It is a system that will not be able to survive for much longer. We are very quickly coming to its end. And we know that one of the reasons for this is because of how we are acting, and it is this win-lose type of dynamics that is leading us into <laughs> or towards our demise. We've talked about this in any other podcast, so I won't be going into it now. But if we know that this is what is underlying it, then what would it be like if we created a system that were not based on it. Moving beyond separation is moving towards unity, one could say. It is moving away from identity with particular roles. 
it is moving away from a fear-based way of working into a love-based way of working. So instead of doing because we're motivated, and motivation has to do with some kind of a threat, because very often if we look at our motivation, it is because we are afraid of something bad happening if we don't do something else. If I don't lose weight, my doctor tells me I have very few years left. Now I'm truly motivated to lose weight. Indeed, such types of threats and motivation may lead to results. However, it is also a way of being that has led us into our current world situation. And fear is very prominent in our society, as is anxiety. And this widespread anxiety and fear is what is leading us into action. Unfortunately, it is very easy for people who decide to, people who are part of the system, and decide to propagate a particular message, a particular narrative, to get a lot of people on board. Because if they create a fear that is large enough, and a narrative that creates some kind of a semblance of unity, that will feel so much better. These kinds of movements are very common right now. And it's interesting to note, for instance, am I falling prey to this type of a narrative right now? So if you're finding that it becomes very important to you, that it becomes something that you want to fight for, the narrative that is given to you by society. If someone tells you something different and you feel a really, really strong feeling that this is wrong, it cannot be, then probably they are triggering some of your fears and is based on those fears that they have been able to convince you to go along with the current narrative around the current issue. So if you imagine that you say something that is opposite to what people are telling you in the news, how does that make you feel? Do you want to fight against it? If you wish to fight against it, then probably your fears have been triggered. So, in order not to fall prey to these kinds of um, manipulations, one could say, we wish to move away from fear and anxiety. We wish to move away from separation as a basis. An interesting system would be one that recognizes the unity, the deep unity. One that does not lock us into particular roles. One that does not promote fear, because fear locks us into roles and reduces our ability to see things from other perspectives. It would be a system where we operate 
in a way that is based on inspiration and not motivation. When you're inspired, you have a lovely, loving, expansive feeling about something that you're about to do, that you wish to do, that you're doing. You're inspired to do something. It's not that if you don't, there will be dire consequences. Thus, it is a love-based, heart-centered way of being. It is very much similar to Marshall Rosenberg's nonviolent communication, which focuses on that which is alive in us, which focuses on teaching us to work in a way where everybody wins, not just one particular separated part, where we identify with that part. It is a system that is much happier for us because in it we have no need for judgment. That does not mean that there is no discernment. However, there is no value attached to it, and there is no guilt. There is no shame, no need for such things. How does that work? Well, nonviolent communication teaches us that, how that works in our interactions. And when looking at some prophecies of indigenous people, they often talk about the type of world that we are living in. But often they say that there is something else beyond it. And it is interesting to note that in order to get there, in the different prophecies, they sort of suggest that we need to take just a few steps backwards where we reconnect to our spirit, to our heart, to our wisdom. And from there, using that ancient knowledge, take a leap forward into a new world. Conceiving of such a world may seem nice and fluffy <laughs> and sort of wishful types of thinking and but hey, let's get back to reality. The only problem is this reality that we're talking about is not going to last. It is terminating itself as we speak. And so, as far as I have been able to see for now, this nice and fluffy wishful type of thinking may actually be the only solution that I can think of right now that can actually become a solution for us. Something that can lead us into a beautiful world. And thinking about it, trying to figure out what we can do on our own, by ourselves, for others, with others, is what I believe may be 
part of the metamorphosis into such a society. And it doesn't actually require everybody to change. But those who do will be able to live with the benefits of it. So what can we do to reduce our fear? What can we do to increase our ability to look at things from many different directions? What can we do to open our hearts more? What can we do to move beyond judgment? What can we do to create systems like that? Ways of interacting like that? If answered and realized, these can be the answers that make it possible for all of us to survive and the world to thrive. And one such tool that moves us into a miraculous world is actually the Book of Miracles. So lately I've been looking through it and uh, doing some of the exercises and they're very interesting because this is very much what they're doing. They're teaching us how to move beyond our fears and live from a much wider perspective, making life miraculous. So may this new system that we hopefully will be able to create be one that turns everything we see into a miracle. That is it for today. Have a beautiful, <laughs> miraculous day. And I might talk to you in another podcast episode. Take care. Thank you.